Hello and welcome to Coffee Pod. Pretty much any subject, any topic, anywhere, anytime. That's the whole point of Coffee Pod. And uh, I'm here with Stephen. We're going to get to know Stephen. Thank you for having me. That's good. It's, uh, it's not really having you, it's just talking. Nah, nah, I'm privileged to be here. That sounds good. Um, listening to so many podcasts, that's what I figured, you know, half the time it's, it's just about the story of the person, like listening to celebrities. Yep. But if they're not just talking about some movie they're just talking about themselves it's fantastic and everyone's got a story you don't have to be a celebrity to have a story spot on but um i was going to talk about uh something funny just talk about uh like what would be uh what would be your dream job and funny enough it's hard enough for us to explain our job yeah it's easier for me to tell people i sell couch insurance or i'm a tv repairman yeah trying to explain (laughs) what we do i'm a teacher insane (laughs) exactly right but uh what would what would be your dream job do you think dream job i'd have to say i'd it's got to be somewhere in the entertainment industry, probably between acting and directing, producing as well, I'd say. Um, kind of our industry that we work in as well, we are involved in the industry, but it's more of an external kind of part of it. But um, I definitely always wanted to be an actor growing up, wanting to entertain people, make people laugh. Um, one of my aims and goals is, you know, you want to get away from reality. You know, you want to, you want to go to the movie theater and be taken to another world. Instead of just, you know, your everyday life, you know, you're seeing something on the screen that's not making you happy, then I don't consider that entertainment or you're not doing your job properly. So I always want to take people into another world and, yeah, just to kind of explore, you know, give them an outer for a couple hours and then you go back to reality. No, that's it. That's what it, that's what it's supposed to be, an escape. But now it's, it's big business. Yeah. You got to bring in the dollars or, or no one looks at you twice. That's right. No one will fund you. You're not marketable enough and that, there goes your chance you know yeah, yeah. D- depends where and you like the nice guys yeah love the nice yeah, guys yeah. yeah fantastic film I, I went I went and saw that with my grandfather and my dad on a Sunday night at uh, Airport West Cinemas and um, mm. mate, it was just the perfect evening perfect end to an evening to a weekend you, you could say and um, you know I've grown up watching movies with those two both of them being my influences with film so it was just perfect <laughs> it was just it was a great kind of setting to go with and normally you go with your girlfriend you watch something romantic, but you may not really want to watch that movie, but you're doing it to make her happy. But at the same time, you know, going to see something out of your own pleasure with the people that influence you to watch movies is just, it's a privilege. It's a lifelong privilege. No, that's good. It's good that a, a movie can still uh, can still affect you like that. Yep, You absolutely. haven't gotten overly cynical. You still have <laughs> that uh, that inspiration and uh, and dream to, to make or watch yep. uh, movies like that. No, that's good. Um I was going to say, you know how uh, I love different languages and accents and yep. stuff, and it's just fun. And uh, I wanted to talk about a word, one of my favorite words, yep. Australian slang word. And uh, I'm not a, a Yank who doesn't get it. I've been here long enough. <laughs> I totally understand it, yep. but I want to talk to you about it. And I want to talk about the word bogan. Bogan. I love bogan. Yeah. So, you know, how you going, mate? Good on you. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, for so long I was trying to find a similar word in the U.S. Yep. Closest one I found was was hoser. You're a hoser, hoser. eh? Like Canada. Never heard of that. It's it's very you know, salt of the earth people. Okay. Uh, a foolish or uncultivated person, <laughs> I would say. Would you think that's close to a bogan? Well, from watching The Simpsons, I would have thought it'd be like a hick. A hick, yeah, yeah. probably. So yeah, yeah. I know they made a movie Slack about jaw. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hick. A hoser. I thought hoser was more part of like lingerie. <laughs> no, well, it's like hey, hey hoser, okay. but it's also a term of endearment. Funny yep. enough. 
Is yep. bogan ever a term of endearment, or it's oh. always like as a bogan? Absolutely. Like sometimes if I put tomato sauce on my food, they're like, oh, that's very bogan of you. Or, you know, I get judged or looked down upon for, you know, just making my food taste nice. But um, no, yeah, no, definitely um, depending on what clothing you wear as well. <laughs> I think a lot of people look at you and be like, if I was wearing a, you know, no discre- no no discrediting to like billabong, but if I wore a billabong hoodie, <laughs> You're a bogan. I might be a bogan. Right. <laughs> I might be perceived right. that way. Right. Um, is there something else to add to that to attire to make your book or just that alone? Oh, look, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of different attires you could pick from. Um, oh, look, oh. I'd, I'd probably say like a beanie in, in, in a hot day. <laughs> you might be a bit of a bogan. Oh, my but, God. Um, That's yeah, funny. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that. Do yeah. you notice that uh, someone that I would consider bogan, they always tend to end in but? Like, oh, yeah, but. Yeah, but. What's, what's coming next? I'm always waiting oh, for what's next. I'd say a is lot that of just the end of a sentence? I think I think that is, yeah. That that's the way they kind of close something. That's the way they've been brought up. Maybe they weren't well educated. <laughs> oh yeah, but that, that's the oh, That's pretty good, but yeah. <laughs> but what? I know what you mean, but, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, a lot of years as well. Yeah. Lots of years. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Like when you watch the football players being interviewed after a game, they'll be like, Oh, how did you think you went? Yeah, nah, I did all right. So that it's like they're cancelling out what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. So which is it? Is it yes or no? It's yes or no, exactly. I'm unsure. <laughs> no, I love it. I love, you got to love Australian slang. Oh, it's the best. Um, I was going to talk about uh, reality TV. Yep. Just in general. What What is going on with that? Would oh. you ever go on a reality TV show? Absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. Re- not even to just <laughs> see what you could meddle with and mess with? Well, my parents always say to me that I should always enter like Big Brother or this show or yeah. that show to like make make me boost the profile or my... But I, I don't want to be launched or be known as that because a lot of those people do get categorized for... Oh yeah, he was on Big Brother. Oh, you know, He didn't get famous the hard way. He, he did it going through Big Brother uh, and to look for fame. Like I, I don't really want fame and fortune. I just want to do what I love for a living. I, I guess that does come with it in that element, but at the same time, it's it's one of those things. You just you're exposing yourself to the world as well. You know, some things need to be private. You know, having social media, I guess, is like reality TV, but for your friends and people. You're so you know the people that are in your network. I'd say true, true. But like with but reality, it's very unreality. That's the thing. That's right. You do know, and, and there's I think there's a TV show uh, where they they touch on that. Yes. And I've seen this myself firsthand, like with with uh, even Dancing with the Stars or something. You think there's a lot of ad lib moments. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we rehearsed many of those ad lib moments. There you go. It's okay, and they they thought, oh, this will play funny, so let's let's get it right. Yep. And I think. If you overproduce it, it's not reality. No. It's just another show. And it's manipulated. It is. Everything, as you said, everything is manipulated. The thing is that that kills me growing up, like primetime shows with like CSI, um, Party of Five. I oh know that wasn't really primetime, more soap opera, more dramas. Um, like when I was in high school, you know, Dexter, Breaking Bad, all of those shows I'd, I'd consider dramas, you know, that... But yet, primetime TV now is a is a cooking show, Master Chef, yeah, yeah. Big Brother, uh, the the singing shows, you know, Idol. Oh yeah, you know, Boys. and it it just doesn't. I don't know. For me, I I couldn't enter those shows because I'm not talented in those fields. But um, at the same time, I I don't consider them a drama. I don't consider them primetime TV. I, I think they're a bit of a bit of a joke. But at the same time, you know, they are bringing good money into our economy. People are buying them overseas. They're watching them, entering them. But I, I could never be on one myself. I don't know. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, I'd true. Do you think it's their way of combating uh, the HBOs and the Showtimes who have honestly 
they've just taken over drama. Abs- they are movies on TV. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the yeah, absolutely. Game of Thrones. I mean, this yeah. is a giant. This is a movement. That's right. This is a thing. And it's a shame because, like, I think Foxtel now has gone off and producing a couple of um, kind of like you know their their dramas. Um, I think Stan as well is going to make their first feature film. And I think it comes down to the networks, really. Networks only, you know, they show reality TV. They're paying big money to fly in Nigella from England to come and do a week's worth of MasterChef. Oh, right, right. You know, so they're willing to throw their money at that, but they won't throw it at a good drama, at a good action series. Like, you know, as you see, we see every day, you know, um, you've got your Lethal Weapon TV series coming out. You've got your, you know, you've got the uh, Starsky and Hutch was remade. You don't have anything like, we don't have anything dramatically good enough to be on TV mm. everything's about struggling people and again there's that reality thing where you want to go to the movies or want to watch TV and be entertained not be reminded of what's happening maybe that's in your life that you see on screen you know there's no do you think TV is I, I think TV is stressful nowadays it yep. becomes a stress if you don't watch it yeah you got people busting your balls have you seen it you gotta see it <laughs> oh, we can't talk about it you, you gotta watch it you gotta that's watch right. it yeah. when I was a kid you watched it you didn't watch it your friends would still talk about it yep uh, but now you have to watch it to make sure you're in line with the rest of the world. Exactly. When did it get so stressful? Yeah. It's supposed it, to be entertainment. And then and then you got the social media out, out, uh, outlet as well. Um, everybody's, you know, like if you want to watch a show in delay mode, you can't because you're going to go on <laughs> social media and you're going you're gonna to see spoilers. You're going to see articles already written about what's happened. And then so you have to unfriend people. And you'll have to unfriend that's people. That's a serious thing. That is a serious thing. It, it, you know, if you see them out in public, maybe they can be awkward. Those conversations aren't cool. <laughs> Do you think uh, Australia doesn't really support Australian film and TV enough? No, really. I don't think they do. I don't think so. Why? There are some amazing ideas that are spawned from here and a, a history of TV and movies in this country. It could be a material thing. As, <laughs> as I said, you know, maybe the acting might be bad, the scripts aren't strong. But then again, you know, run workshops, get people down here from the States to come in and write and help guide the next generation or the next wave of writers and directors mm. and mm. producers. Like, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with Channel 10, 7, 9 doing these reality shows because they're <laughs> not necessarily drama scripted. You know, they've got a concept and they work with that. So that is way easier to produce compared to a dramatic show. I, I, that's my personal opinion. And, you know, like I, I was looking at um, the box office charts, local films that go to the movies and no one sees them. You know, they, they, they're just kind of, you know, if you go to the Nova, which is a great cinema, you're lucky enough to maybe catch one or two of those films a year, but they need more exposure. I really do. Yeah. Marketing as well. I don't think they have the budgets. The only one I know that's doing well now, and it's I'm a fan of it too, is is Wentworth mm-hmm. because they put it on the U.S. Netflix. Yep. And they all went apeshit over it because they were already into Orange Is the New Black. Yep. And this is a women's prison, not as cheeky or taking the piss. Yep. It is funny at times. It that's is. right. But yeah. it's like quite serious, yep. and uh, they loved it. And that one's doing well here too. It's like on season uh, three or four. So that one, I don't know. They found the right thing. Yep. And boom, it's gone out into the world. But that's a great example of Foxtel being able to produce whatever they want, mm. however they want, because, you know, obviously it's like a script. Like a showtime. Yes, exactly right. And that's the thing that we lack here in Australia. And I'm glad now that Foxtel is starting to get its finger out of its ass. And <laughs> <laughs> there's another Aussie slang for you. Um, and starting to make a difference with those shows. Start, you know, it's giving people jobs and opportunities. You know, as you said, it's Netflix, It's in the Netflix US now. Like. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's yeah. great for an Australian TV show to 
be able to broaden its horizons and go to another country and you know sh- look you know show what talent we've got like we have this too like you know, you know what i mean it's, it's it, that's great i think it's are it's the good. are the mel gibsons and the russell crows not not putting it back not supporting oh, look they can start lineage. production companies and they should. Uh, i think they should but definitely here. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um but then that's another trouble uh, troublesome thing that we always come across is funding government funding as well I'm not too political, so I don't know too much in depth about how much money's going in and out. But, you know, we, a lot of the things now are done through, like, I think it's Screen Australia, Screen Victoria. So they'll chip in a certain amount, and then you've got to raise the rest of the money. I think okay. raising that money, I think, is the hard part. Because, like, a lot of filmmakers these days, when they're doing their first films, a lot of them mortgage their houses. And, mm. you know, like, Village Cinemas might take... This is just the prime example. They might buy the rights to your film, help you make it. But if that doesn't make that money back, you're pretty much not going to be working for a long time until, yeah. unless the film was really good or, um, you know, it made a bit of money at the box office. A lot of Australian films I've noticed go through the formula of uh, first-time filmmakers and then mm. other than that, you don't really see or hear from a lot of them. Yeah. What so, about the film festivals? I mean, those are still, oh, I think, driving a bit. They, they're they still, I guess, um, giving Melbourne, oh, Melbourne, Australia, Sydney, Sydney yeah. as well, um, a platform and a launching pad. But at the same time, like, are enough people going? Are enough people seeing them? Or are they getting that, you know, exposure? Like you see in America with um, Sundance. I think it's the Weinsteins. They always go there every year and they pick out maybe six, seven films. You know, we're going to show this. We're going to show that. Here, I don't think we're, we don't get that exposure or that people bid for, for, our, for the movies that are made here. I think there needs to be more of a process for that because... Yeah, true. You know, we don't or, see many at the movies anymore. That or something more easily accessible. Because again, there's no excuse with yeah. with the technology not to be able to just submit something via your phone or something more yep. streamlined. But some in some ways, they're still a bit old school, which is fine. Yep. But I think if you opened it up more to everyone to have a, a crack at it, yep. maybe a bit more exposed. Well, as you see now with Netflix, you know they're producing their own programs. I've noticed there's a show in London, there's a show in France. I think there's an Australian food show. So I think that that's a good platform to start off with. Food shows. <laughs> Again, love the food shows. They do, don't they? Melbourne, though, right? Melbourne is foodie, food, foodie coffee capital. capital of the world. They Are reckon. you a foodie? Would you consider uh, yourself a foodie? Oh, I'd say I'm a food wanker, yeah, <laughs> at times. <laughs> Part of my French. But um, what does that mean? Does that mean you're, you're s- stuffy and, and a snobby about food, or you're just particular? All right, or you I, have an opinion? I, I'm going to be straight out dead set honest with you. My dad, is. My dad's been a businessman since I was from day dot. So as a kid, as a, I was an only child too growing up for the first 18 years of my life. I was always going to these posh restaurants um, all over the country with my parents. And I was exposed to a lot of good food. Food that children my age at the time would, would never get to see until yeah, they yeah, were like... McDonald's. 18, not exactly right, you know, outside of the, uh, the, the franchises. But um, yeah, so look, I, I grew up eating good food in a way. So I think I've got enough credibility okay. to call myself a bit of a foodie because I like I was eating kangaroo steaks at eight years old. You know, I, I once went to this restaurant in Sydney. And, and you weren't a bogan. I wasn't a bogan. No, wow. no, no. We were just a normal middle yeah. class family. Yeah, you know, yeah. Working class, I should say, actually. Yeah. We're not middle class. Um, and my, my dad took me to this restaurant and he, he G'd me up before it. And he said, okay, now I need you to be on your best behavior. Got to impress these people. Um, just sit there, play with your toy. Shut up. Cool. But then he also mentioned to me, I ate at this restaurant before and they have kangaroo. And I was like, bang, I want to try kangaroo. This, this is awesome. You know, what, what kid gets to try to, you know, exotic foods at eight years old? So he takes me to the restaurant. We go in and um, the waiter comes up to me with the, with the menu. 
straight away he's like would you like to see the kids manual sir and I'm like no I want the kangaroo <laughs> Aren't so, we refined? Yeah, exactly right. So, and, and I like okay, I feel bad. I shouldn't have spoken like that to the waiter, but um, he's <laughs> eight years old. But um, and I and I impressed Dad's clients. I remember them looking at me saying, "We want to go for dinner with you guys again." We, we, you know, and then in a way, Dad was doing business with these people, and it was it was going really well. So, as I said, I got exposed to it really young. And my mother, she does a few cooking classes here and there. So I've grown up eating different foods as well. You know, I was eating Indian food a lot as a kid, Chinese food. I guess everybody eats Chinese. That's like a staple now, which is awesome. So True. Um, it's, a, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Be driving and then, oh, let's eat Chinese. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I've grown up eating good food and I guess I've got a bit of credibility with that. But then I, I get shitted when I, I jump on Facebook and I see someone putting a picture of like their steak and I'm like, who are you like to, to put that up you know what I mean but I shouldn't be judging or questioning that person but at the same time I guess with these shows now everybody's a food critic but it does get under my nose it is a bit <laughs> hypocritical it shits me a little bit like I do get a bit annoyed but no I, I, I didn't know that I love that yeah I've learned something new <laughs> it, this is working yeah yeah this platform is working <laughs> it's funny one of my questions for you is going to be what shits you yeah I think I just found it out <laughs> social media wow <laughs> everyone's going to know what time it is I know I know Thankfully, it's only one. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so that shits you. That annoys me a lot. Oh, okay. Social media, really. Social media and and food, food, because <laughs> they can make or break a place. Absolutely. Who maybe just started and trying to find their footing. Yeah. And you go there a week later. We've seen it here so many yeah. times, and they're gone. They're gone. What did they do? What did they do wrong? <laughs> just the food? Just the food. Could the have price? been service, food, price. There's so yeah. many factors. Yeah. It's one of those things. Because there's a few places around here. I won't. I won't mention their names. Cause that's not fair. But <laughs> yep. we all have our particular places. Yep. And I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty simple. I just want the food to be good. Yeah. And what, honestly, what I could make at home. Yeah. If I can go home and make a better burger, then this place. Well, why did I pay all this money? So there's some places around here. Um. I'm making gestures to you because <laughs> I don't want to say the name. And supposedly it's supposed to have really great burgers, and yep. I don't really think they are. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. But it's just. They've overcomplicated it. They've added strange, strange buns. Weird and, elements and, and that don't need to be in there. Yeah, it's just a burger. Let's let's keep it real, or man. Or marketing. It's, oh, look, this looks good on our menu. Let's do this. But then really, you're like, nah, that's shit. So is that what they do? They try to go to the market of too, too high society snobby Absolutely. and no one actually wants it? <laughs> well, as, as you said before, everybody's a food critic now. <laughs> Everyone's an expert. So it's always like trying to do the next best thing, trying to figure out what's going to be our trademark dish. Like a friend of mine's opened up a restaurant up in Mooney Ponds. Oh, I won't drop names. And like the, the food's great. I love it. Um, but when you go to like one brunch place, you go, you feel like you've gone to all of them. They all do Eggs Benedict. They all do this. But he's got one significant dish on his, on his menu that stands out out of the rest. And it just got a write-up in Broadsheet as well, which is another blog that everybody looks at. Nice. And goes by because that's got the most followers, I'm, I'm presuming. Yeah. And... Um, He's got this, this dish on there and everybody goes for this certain dish. And I'm thinking, but what about the other food? What about the rest of the food, you know? But in his way, that's what stands out. And that's what gets people through those doors. Right, right. So it could be something like that. But I've also got another thing. <laughs> we just got a nice big truck. I know. There's, there's always construction around here. Always construction. Never, the bane never of my ends. existence. <laughs> um, yeah, so sorry what I was saying. Yeah, so when I go to a restaurant, I tend to order something that I don't get at home or yeah. that I don't eat often. So, my mum, she's Italian. She makes a lot of pasta. When I go out... <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to order pasta. I rarely order pasta. Who orders pasta, though? Seriously. Do people order... It, look, it really depends I how they make it. I get that at home, it. too. Yeah. And it, it depends how it's made. Like, 
you know, four cheese sauce, you know. <laughs> Mum doesn't really make four cheese sauce because not a lot of people could stomach it. What's in that? Well, there's four cheeses. Four cheeses. <laughs> so it's one of those things where if I see it and I'm craving it, I'll get it. But if, like, I would never go to a restaurant and order spaghetti bolognese. Never have, never will. Neither have I. Yeah. Yeah, I, if I have, if I recall, maybe as a, as a kid, yep. it was um, it was like watered down and it was just horrible. Yes, it was horrible. It I'm was, sorry. It's it, gross. If yeah. you can't make better spaghetti at home, something's wrong. Yep. in general. And yeah, that's it's, look. It's a dish that you can't get wrong, but at the same time, if it isn't done properly, you don't want to go near it. No, no. You don't want to waste your time and money. No. Except uh, uh, pizza. Even when pizza's bad, it's still pretty good. Yeah. But uh, you just eat it. <laughs> you shut up. Is and there eat a such it. thing as a pizza connoisseur? There must be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess being an American, I'm sure you've gone to New York and probably where I think that's where pizza was really established. Okay, it was from Italy. I understand oh, well, yeah, that, but, but they went nuts. Chicago. Yeah, I think New it York. was more perfected. I in think the Melbourne States. similarly because yep. you know of a, an Italian base here. Yep. That has obviously built so many of, of the, oh, the right. Melbourne world yep. uh, yeah pizza here is actually pretty good yeah there's a lot of different styles and then some of them try to go nuts and they try to add like kebab pizza and they try to put yeah, weird yeah I, I think that's but anyway you know they that's where you draw the line <laughs> I reckon um, oh, yeah. I don't mind gourmet pizzas I don't really order them <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That, that's that's another market that Melbourne yeah. has to go down. That gourmet, you know, to get people through the door. Domino's is hot shit here. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's slowly taken off. Yeah, I we know. didn't have it until about five, six years ago. Really, it's just because it's I don't know. It's there Convenience. and it's hot and it's convenient. Yeah, and they have chicken wings <laughs> and brownies. Well, I, I remember things. I, I did a shoot last year for a short film, and I, I produced it, funded it, paid for most of the stuff, and. Mm. Domino's was my catering company. <laughs> it was the easiest and convenience. Like they, you know, there's an app now. I think where you can track the driver. And I think it's getting <laughs> yeah, that's right. Really fancy. So I track the driver. Very convenient. So, um, dude, you went left. That's the wrong way. <laughs> You're gonna hit the roundabout. I told you. <laughs> Isn't it like a, a 20 minutes radiance or grace time? I think, and you get it for free. I, I don't know yeah, if it's yeah. Domino's, but yeah. and they are hot. They have a little, <laughs> a little hot, hot package. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was gonna ask, do you think, uh, do you think people in general don't really live in the moment anymore? They're always somewhere else. They're always on their phone. Um, I remember hearing something about uh, concerts a lot. Yep. Everyone's always recording the concert that they're at. Yes. Uh, Adele was doing one. I yep. think she pointed out to someone who was. I think they had uh, like a full camera. They were being obvious. Yeah. It wasn't just their phone. I mean. <laughs> okay, your phone, but they had like a camera. Yeah. She goes, if you could just stop recording because I'm actually here and you can enjoy me now. Yeah. But it's like they're up on stage with a light meter and they've got a director. Okay, go. Yep. What are they doing? <laughs> enjoy the concert. Exactly. Do they think people don't live in the moment? Oh, they're always trying to... Uh, that's the reason why I love going to the theater because you're not allowed to record live stuff. <laughs> mm. Melbourne Theater Company, you, you pop your phone out just to take a selfie and they'll take it off you. That's how strict they are. Really? So with concerts and disengagement, as you said, mm. yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. Look, I, I do the same sometimes when I'm bored. I'm sitting on the couch and I've got people in the room and I'm not interested in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. jump on my phone. Yeah, yeah. sure. But um, mm. yeah, with this day and age and generation, yeah, it's, it's becoming a... Um, a regular occurrence with with the phones and this, as you said yeah it's like i remember going to the to soundwave a couple of years ago and I, I filmed maybe 30 seconds of avenge sevenfold and i just put my phone away because i was satisfied yeah right you know, like the only reason why i did that was to show people hey i was there look what i filmed <laughs> capture the moment and sure I put it away yeah i don't have to live snapchat shit like i jumped on a friend of mine's snapchat story <laughs> the other day and they were at a concert and probably showed every song 
Oh man! And I thought to myself, how can you enjoy it? How can you embrace the music and the and the performer that's in front of you? Mm. If you're just going to constantly mm. have your camera in your hand and just shooting away, that's it. You've missed it yourself. Yeah. You can watch it later. I get that. Yep. But you miss that. The vibrations are there. The smell is there. Everything's yep. there. The energy, everything in the yeah. room. It's no, yeah. I it's agree true. with you, hundred percent. I thought, is it is it hypocritical of me? Because I mean, look, in the '80s and '90s, I always had a Walkman, but you know that was just music yep. and it, it also had a time limit my batteries would run out or something yeah. <laughs> with your phone your whole world is right there it's That's hard right. it's a double-edged sword it's amazing yep and it can be like uh, addictive and yeah. i don't know yeah no uh, absolutely uh, same thing i remember i used to go to restaurants again restaurants when i was younger <laughs> a lot of, quite the restaurateur as a I know, child i was i was and i'll admit that it is a bit um it is a bit sad but a bit true no it's cool <laughs> and um yeah i used to go to some restaurants and being an only child i'd get bored very easily and i used to take my walkman and sit there and then people would be like hey kid what are you doing and i'm yeah, like yeah I'm listening to my music i'm minding my own business shouldn't you do the same like <laughs> you're ahead of the curve that's yeah, everyone today. It used to annoy me a bit and i didn't have a phone then or a, a smart tablet or anything that comes out these days i guess and like, you know, I'll take my little brother to a restaurant. He's now eight years old and bang. Okay, can I borrow someone's phone? Yeah, sure. And then bang, he's quiet for the whole the whole night. You don't hear a peep from him until he, you know, his food comes or he wants dessert. So it's more like a convenience now. I think it's more yeah. like a dummy for parents. Is it a... It's not really just a Gen Y thing because I'm Gen X and I, I do it. Yep. Do you think uh, Do you think Gen X is ruining the world? I read that somewhere. I'm personally disturbed. <laughs> it's a harsh call, but it could be a reality. Oh my God! There's like uh, George Clooney, Tom Cruise, all the Hollywood. They're all they're all Gen Xers. Yep. Obama, President Obama, is a Gen Xer. Yep. Whereas obviously Zuckerberg is a Gen Y. Yeah. So are these ones maybe they're finding a better way to shape the world, could, and, and we're just be. lazy. It could be one of those things. But another thing on that subject that gets me worried about, I was talking to my dad about it the other day. I was watching the news and, you know, you know your typical story, we got robbed, this happened, that happened. So it was like an elderly couple gets robbed in their house and all his war medals get taken. Now, we watch that as viewers and we feel sorry for them. We get that, oh, that sucks. You can't do that to someone. But imagine when we get old, when we become elderly and that happens to us, they're not going to feel sorry for us. <laughs> we never fought in wars like our grandparents or our parents or great-grandparents did. So I'm a bit worried as to when we get old, there's going to be a lack of respect. I think there already is. There already is now, I yeah. I actually so, see that on the train. Yeah, well, there you, there you go. So we have no legacy. We I have nothing think, yeah. that we've shown a major event or an accomplishment. Yep. That's interesting. I never thought of it and like it that. And it scares me. Is like, <laughs> you know, like you, you hear stories about nursing homes, and I'm, I'm look. I'm sure people that work there do a great job, but you hear stories. And you also know, you, not. And also not. Yeah. And 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 you hear things and you see things and you know, oh, they treated me like this, or they, I paid ten grand and they, they, you know, this happened or she died and no one cared and whatever. Imagine when we're at that stage, what's going to happen? Like, don't get sick. Don't get sick. Sadly, that's just the mantra of the whole world. Give your don't kids your sick. money. <laughs> yeah. So they look after you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's pretty scary. Or, or squirrel some away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just spend it all on uh, holidays. Uh, and cash yeah. and gold only <laughs> yeah. under the mattress. Yeah, yeah. it's in, the in contract. a sack. Dotted line in yeah. the in the inheritance contract. Yeah. Don't put it in the bank. <laughs> what the hell's the bank? <laughs> That's do silly. You get taxed. <laughs> no, no. Under the mattress or a safety deposit box <laughs> with your passport and yep. your. And, and, and your gun, birth certificate. and gun, <laughs> and birth certificate, in case you have to run. Just in case. Oh wait, that's born identity. That's that's something different. <laughs> Taking it on another level. But no, I'm, I'm genuinely worried for the future. <laughs> there you go. I'm another concerned. another interesting point. Yeah. Genuinely concerned. I'm concerned. 
Uh, I think millennials they're calling Gen Y now. When did where did that come from? Oh, millennials. Oh yeah, well, I yeah. don't know. They're like, oh, the world ends at this day and that day. You're like, yeah. Well, that's funny. It didn't happen. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates, for example, he's a he's actually a baby boomer. Yep. So he's okay. of you know right after the war. Yep. Th- they've done well, I think. I think so. Funny enough, I think they're going to be all right. Gen Xers wanted to do well. Yep. But we're just tired now. <laughs> and Gen Y is uh well they're plugged they're all cyber cybernetic oh, no. beings it's all cyber. so that's a we've evolved yeah, yeah. into Gen Y cyber humans <laughs> and reality shows and reality shows <laughs> it rules all right. our lives well that is awesome thank you for having a chat with me that's my and pleasure. we will definitely do this again sounds Not like real. you've got a lot of stories <laughs> inside uh, I hope to get out I could talk oh I used to get in trouble in primary school for talking a lot so you know isn't that odd me too yeah. I was. I would get in trouble for talking, and I thought, "What? What am I here to do? Yep. Sit quietly and just absorb the shit we put into your head." <laughs> but I, I want to talk about it. That's right, no. and, I, and, I, and I love to entertain my classmates. I like to make them laugh if they're having a bad day. Make oh, them laugh. absolutely! That, that's one of those things that teachers, I think, didn't understand. But then I, I'm a teacher too. I've got a teaching background, and I see it sometimes, and I, I'd oh, let it go. It's coming I'd, back around, full circle. It, yeah, definitely. What do you do to a talker? <laughs> um. I'd look, I just tell them to be quiet. I separate them, mm. and that's probably about it. Because I'll tell them, look, I get what you're doing. And I, I, I would always police it in a way that it'd be like, look, I'm on your level, but I'm not. So I wouldn't want the student to turn against me. But at the same time, I respected them enough to say, hey, I get what you're doing, but drop it. Tone it down a little bit. You know, the hand gestures, just, you know, raise yep, it down. Yep. And they'd be cool with that. They'd get it. And then I've said to them, when we have free time or when we're doing an activity, then you can start. And I'll be happy to hear your joke or hear to make your friends laugh. Because I think that's the important essence yeah, of life is yeah. just laughter and fun and positiveness. Well, the, you know? their minds are alive and the energy is like is like a the sun. It's like a power cell. Yep. So all this energy is feeding into this brain. Yeah, that's it's difficult to tell it to stop. Yeah. Stop being you. Exactly. Stop being a, an energy force. <laughs> Who's learning, trying to absorb the, what the world is. Yeah. And you're stopping someone from doing that. It's terrible. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm not a fan. But as again, yeah, thank you again. For no, no worries. We'll definitely talk again. Yeah. Please All right. Do. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening and uh, we'll definitely be back. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>